Yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Now let's get it started. Are you kidding me? Unreal. While our HBCUs are mostly known for academic rigor, community, they also know how to turn up. Does he have it? Greetings and salutations. Homecoming week on the highest of seven hills. And you can hear my, my I'm in a little bit of a teacher voice right now. But um man, it, it's on a day when you have a lot of vibes and energy coming in. Man, we got some interesting, interesting documentary dropped today. Uh, but before we get started, HBCU Digital. Network, this is home. Big shout out to Cable Busters TV for the low, low price of $35. You can get live TV and live sports. Sorry, boy, it's a little hoarse. My voice is a little hoarse. Um, but it is what it is. Also, big shout out to the black techies and the biggest of shout outs to my mother. Happy birthday, mama. Uh, hopefully, I shall see you Friday night, if not Saturday morning. So, had to over there hurting a little bit because i just i just had to renew that famu tag on the back of the car and they charge you like an extra 25 dollars so per year this is the wine in this glass that was my donation <laughs> real talk but um before we get into talking about family football and getting ready for homecoming we already talked about the events at this point most of y'all on campus you're going to the events so we are just going to really focus on the game for the most part. But we also have FAMU Golf. FAMU Golf went down, down here to Central Florida, actually, like almost south, Daytona, at the Stetson Invitational, and they finished in second place. I always want to win. But one of my biggest critiques of HBCUs and FAMU in general is when we step outside of our space. We don't always win. We don't always do really well. And that's something that you kind of, you don't want to see a lot of. Like, you want to see your program win regardless of who you're playing. And we don't always do that. That's something that's not consistently happening. And in order for us to become elite and to become high level, high value. There you go. Sorry, Kevin Samuels. High-value programs. High-value programs defeat who's in front of them. They don't only defeat the teams that are within their spectrum. They defeat the teams that are maybe beyond them. And they consistently beat the teams that are below them. We beat the teams that we're on level with. The teams that are maybe above us and sometimes below us, sometimes we lose those games. And a lot of times when it's somebody above us, it's an expected loss. Like when we play UNC, we expected to lose. And so many of us were very happy about that outcome. And I was not going to say us, y'all. I told y'all up front it was a pure victory. I hate those. And then next we've got our tails kicked. But a lot of us are very excited when we're close 
with teams that we should lose to, especially teams that, oh, yeah, we, we're supposed to lose by 20 of them anyway. We only lost by five. Okay, that means you could have won, but that also means you weren't expected to win. Again, I I like to be a front runner at some point. Band-wise, we're front running. Best band in the nation. I won't argue with you on that. I just won't. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna have that debate. I, I don't I don't like bands where every time somebody blows, blow, I'm out of it. Like I'm sorry that the crankage is not, I'm not here for it. Boombox is gonna be a great event, but I don't um I like the controlled strength of fame at some point we have to continue to do that and we saw that in this golf tournament stetson won stetson hosted stetson won it and it wasn't in d-land again it was in daytona daytona's not a long ride from d-land but it's it's about a 30 45 minute ride something like that but family goes against non-hbcu talent and finishes in second that's what we need to see we need to see that consistently happening any sports and we have our new athletic director here. They were saying she's huge on compliance. I'm here for it. Hopefully she's also huge on fundraising. We'll get to that later on. But we need programs that are consistently competing with our peers, but also showing that we can lead and we can be front runners. That That's just, that's where I'm at with that. But it was a good thing. I, I wanted to see that. And I want us to continue to recruit high-level golf players. A lot of our golf players are guys that kind of they're good. And you got a you got a golf coach who's been like a course pro and things like that. So you got a good coach, you got good quality talent. Let's continue to build upon that. We 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 gotta donate. Like that's that's gotta be said. We'll we'll talk about that later. But golf, volleyball, baseball. Softball should be in your top three of programs that you're going to focus on. I ain't going to lie. This week, I just paid for my tag, literally, like, right before the right before the, the recording. I renewed my family license plate. So that was my donation for this week. Hit me, up in, hit me up in a few weeks when I get paid again, and we'll talk. But that was my donation to family for homecoming week because I made sure that that rattler tag on the back of my car doesn't have a like an old sticker on it. So you, you got a donation for this week. Hit me back up in a few weeks. My blessing will come later. But we we got to get in the habit of making sure we're supporting that team because if we're able to support that team and they can get quality facilities, they can do a lot. I, I personally think I I could be wrong. I, this is my personal opinion against an opinion. I think with family golf, we could utilize Gaither as a practice facility i don't know how much you can use gaither as a game facility if that makes sense like far as practicing driving chipping playing nine that that, i think that's good but to play a full 18 i don't think gaither is there i mean because gaither's a nine hole course and it it turns into 18 because you play the front nine then you play the back nine like you just flip the course I don't think that's going to be a, a good 18-hole course for FAMU. I do know Country Club has its problems as far as its history, but that being stated, do you overlook that history and create a bond with that? Because 
that's a close course. I believe it's 18 holes. Could be wrong. Or do you just go to Seminole? I, th- I think Seminole may be your best go-to. But again, I mean, you'd be ready as heck for when FSU has golf tournaments. But then you're sharing that golf course with them, and it's their golf course. Like, it's – I mean, I don't know. I, that That's – we have to supply them with some type of facilities. That That's just me. Some type of something, even if it's just a swing center on campus where they can just – practice driving, practice this, practice that, and not have to get in their cars or get in a bus and drive. That's just something I think we need to look at just as far as if we want to have a a quality golf program and not just have it on the back of this guy's from Florida. He's a family and he wants to stay here. We got to build something. That's just, that's where I'm at with it. But Considering what you have, and I hate that we constantly say that, but considering what you have, team is a good golf program. Probably, the, I think we win the SWAC this year. I, I, again, there's not a lot you can do to dissuade me from that. I think we win the SWAC this year, and that's not the wine talking. That, that's I've said that before. So, Man, I don't get, I don't get drunk like that. Um, sorry, but um. Also, FAMU Volleyball. FAMU Volleyball, the SWAC champion FAMU Volleyball team. Sorry, let me, let me put, put some respect on their name. And I ain't going to say it no more. Um, but FAMU's Volleyball team has been really good. I mean, FAMU's Volleyball team has been good for decades. I mean, at this point, there's not a time in recent memory where FAMU's Volleyball team wasn't good. We've not been elite but to say we're not good, your mama's lying, if that's the case. Family, family, family's volleyball team is really good. We've been better, but we are good. And I think family volleyball, another program we need to continue to support, the court looks awesome. The court in Gaither looks awesome. Hopefully we can get the other stuff around that fixed, but yeah. The court at Gaither looks beautiful. Now, the stands are still the same Gaither stands from when your mama was at FAMU. They ain't, they ain't do nothing but paint them boys. Because I looked around, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the same. That's the same. But the floor looks amazing. But that, we have the SWAT cluster coming up. And with the SWAT cluster, that's going to be where we're going to play Southern and Texas Southern. And honestly, I, I don't think we're going to lose either. We might get upset by Southern, and I'm giving them credit because they're Southern. Not even from because I'm looking at stats, but because you're Southern. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you that. But that's about all. I'm I'm not Texas Southern. I I don't I don't give you nothing. Like, till basketball season, that's the best basketball team in the conference normally. But nah, buddy. I I think FAMU sweeps both of them. And I wouldn't be surprised if they go 3-0 on both. Like Southern might win a match, but I, I think fam, don't be surprised if FAMU goes six straight without losing. I, I should I should have looked that up earlier. I, I didn't y'all, y'all know. Mm, petty. Let me get the cell phone out. And it's not because um somebody's up here, but 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me pull up the cell phone. I know this ain't good podcasting, but I'm gonna pull up the cell phone because I want to see how if fam you like did we lose any volleyball games in the last match? Like real, real talk, real conversation. Fam, you might be on a nice little streak of like not losing, <laughs> like not losing a match. Like we went was it BCU 3-0. What up? What else we got? Um and I know this ain't great podcast and me scrolling through here, but Valley 3-0. Mm, that's six. Jackson State got one. So right now, FAMU has not lost a stinking match in two games. FAMU could potentially go 12-0. and And they've only lost one in nine. Jackson State got one on us. The mother team's got Nathaniel. Family volleyball, it's a thing. Like, that's a program. Another program, we need to put some money in. I, I'm not. I, it's homecoming week, y'all, and I'm not even toot, tooting my own horn. I just like I said, I they, the state of family, they just hit me up on on the on the on the tag. Like, and I ain't even mad at. It. I'm not. That's not a complaint. Because again, I. Something is literally coming to my lap that is going to pay for that. I just, God got me on that. I'm blessed. But that being stated, it's homecoming week. Let's let's open it up. Let, let's do a little something. Pick your team. Donate support. I normally choose a department. I'm, I'm a history. I was I was a history major. I normally send it to the history department because. I'm biased. But if I had to choose a sports team other than the football team, it's probably baseball. Baseball or baseball, golf, or volleyball are my top three because I actually go to family softball games. Like I I've gone to more family softball games than I have family baseball games. If I'm be if I'm gonna keep it a, if I'm gonna keep it a whole dollar with you, I've been to more family volleyball games than I have family baseball. Probably. FAMU volleyball is right on, not volleyball. Don't 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 get me doing. FAMU softball, sorry, FAMU softball. FAMU softball is darn near on par with FAMU basketball. Just and that's literally going from my time as a child going to FAMU basketball games with my dad to being an adult. Because when I was in college, I was going to all the softball games. Cause I took the class, so you know, Coach Wiggins, you know, she was like, "Y'all come support us." I get, you know, I might use mixed credit or something, might not, but it was fun. So I, I just went to the games because sometimes they had some cute girls too. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, look, look, don't judge me, don't judge me, don't judge me. Um, and they were good too. Like they're athletic, they were good looking. Oh, okay, I'm gonna support y'all. And 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 I wasn't at the games just because they were cute. I was at the games because I was enjoying myself. Uh, but I digress. Let's get into this week's game of the week. And if you don't know, I also do the FQ Family Twitter page. And one of our sponsors for FQ FAMU, man, we we got a little sponsorship going on with Underdog Fantasy. Use that promo code FQ FAMU. Not going to lie, it's a paid sponsorship. When you do a match your first time, they'll match you up to $100. And you know they shoot your boy a little something. They shoot, they shoot your man's. I don't. I don't do the your boy thing. 
they shoot your man's a little something, something on the backside of that. So, you know, that, that helps pay for gas. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm just going to be real with y'all. FQ fam, you use that code FQ fam, you with the uh, underdog sports, fantasy sports thing. And I think basketball season is what I'm really waiting on because I'm not going to lie to y'all. NFL, I ain't been paying a lot of attention. I, I take my naps during the Bucks games because the Bucks been sucking. And the Cowboys are frustrating me. So um, that being stated, <laughs> I've been sleeping on that. But basketball season, probably going to do a little fantasy, post some of that stuff on the FQ family Twitter page because they're really sponsoring them. They don't fam- they don't support the Fangs Up podcast. I just happen to be the benefactor because, you know, I own Fangs Up. I work for Fangs Up. That's my company. And then I also work for FQ FAMU, So, So, but getting into that. I'll check and see if they want to sponsor, you know, sponsor a brother for this. But that being stated, our football game of the week, it is homecoming. Arkansas Pine Bluff, the Golden Lions, if you haven't heard, they have fired their football coach. So they're coming in here without a football coach, head coach, but their offense coordinator, I believe offense coordinator, is taking over the reins. And they ran a CEO style program where the head coach kind of, he was the coach. He was a recruiting, all that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm speculating with the recruiting. But he delegated the responsibilities. And in doing so, the offensive coordinator ran the offense. The defense coordinator ran the defense. So you were able to fire a coach, but not really be in a position where it, it hurts you offensively. For instance, the family would fire Willie Simmons. What the what, – wolf. Like, I'm not even one of those people that's so, like, pro-Willie that I'm going to start being like, oh, no, we couldn't do it without Willie. But I will say this. If you fire Willie Simmons, you take several steps back. Unless you just had a coach that was there. Like, if if you had a coach that you knew was ready, willing, and astute, it's a good move. But right now, it's a bad move. Like, Willie Simmons may frustrate the, the the heck out of you, but he's five and two. We got killed by Jackson State. We got beat by UNC. And he did some dang gum good coaching at times at UNC. Like, I again, y'all, if you if you haven't been paying attention, I'll ask Coach Simmons uncomfortable questions. I like they ask him a lollipop, and then I ask him uncomfortable. I like to be fair. I'll give you one question where, okay. Bro, you, you you gave me a really easy question to answer. I, I'm sorry. After that Jackson State game, it was not the time to get in his ass. It wasn't. I'm sorry. Excuse me. But it was that was not the time to get in that man's backside about why are you running? Why are we still running zone defense? Why have we not adjusted when obviously Shadur is killing us in zone? That was not the moment. Sometimes you got to read the room. And it's, it's easy to say what you wouldn't wouldn't say to somebody until you realize I got to look at that band next week and I need him to answer ask, answer some of my questions. Because if I come in him sideways with those kind of questions after that game, coach, what, what positives can you take away from this game? You saw Simmons' response. Hard to take anything good from this. Now, on the Monday press conference, why are we running the zone defense? <laughs> like, I, it was there. 
I came with it later, but in the moment I had to read the room. And this is a game where we got to read the room. I originally I had us winning 49 to 14. I thought we were gonna molly walk uh UAPB. I, I struggled I almost at Alcorn. But that being said, we have to be careful. This is a game that if you're not careful, you can lose. And it's not because UAPB is such a great team. It, it's not even because they're a bad team, but it's because in UAPB, what you're seeing is a team that's hungry, a team that's on the road, and a team that's like where everybody's homecoming. All right, cool. And some of those guys from Florida, and they didn't go to family. My mom was in the stands. She over there. I got to show you up. I got to get. I got to get your tail. Just on GP, like just GP. I got to get in your tail, and that's something you got to be aware of because when you're watching Pine Bluff, when you can, when you can watch them, what's going to stick out to you is a run game. I, and I'm one of those people that, I'll be honest. I'd rather look at your stats first, then look at your film. Because then if I look at the stats and then the film, I know where to look. Whereas if I'm looking at the film and it's just pure film or pure video, I'm just enjoying the game. And I'm just watching the football game at that point. I'm a fan. I, I, I'm not gonna, I, like I told y'all, OBC, the whole second half, I was a fan. I was in, the, I, I was a fan. I, there was nothing to take from the game. I'm watching the crowd. I'm watching the band. I'm asking where the hundred is. I could give two blips about what was going for the movie and kills. And what we were doing wasn't working and we didn't adjust. So at that point, I, I'm a fan. Let me let me just fan out and just that's what I'll do when I watch the games. I I'll I'm a fan. Oh hey, UAPB's playing. Let's see. Let, let's see what we get here. All right, good game, good game. <laughs> Head movement. Like I did that with the with the Cookman game. Cookman Valley. I was just watching it. I didn't take a lot from it, but when I look at your stats first, okay, UAPB runs the ball a lot against most teams. Against most teams, they're run heavy. Some teams, they were pass heavy, but they have one quarterback that is better than the other. You can tell that by looking at the stats. When one quarterback plays, they're a problem. When the other quarterback plays, you don't worry about it. That that brother ain't gonna do it. Respectfully, the stats say that. And so in this game, FAMU is a zone heavy defense. We we love to run the zone. How do I know? The coach told me so, and I saw it. I I watched the film. I look well first. I watched the game. I sat at the game. I looked at the stats, and then I went with my question. Like, coach, what are we doing? Why I wasn't ready. <laughs> this is terrible. Like that's how I do. And in in looking at the UAPB game, that's what I did. I looked at the stats and I went through every one of their games. And because I saw some film on them early, I was jaded. Very they're a run heavy team. They're going to run the ball. Every highlight I see is them running the ball. Now look at the stats. 
I was like, they actually throw the ball more than I thought. I think they throw more off of play action. And the fact that we run so much zone defense, they're going to take advantage of that early. They've seen the South Carolina State film where our receivers, our corners get mossed. They've seen the Jackson State film where the corners are getting mossed. They're seeing the Mississippi Valley State film where our corner gets beat deep. They see the Grambling film where we just look stupid. Needless to say, FAMU secondary is a liability because of the scheme. It's not that they're not talented. BJ Bowler can get picks. He can cover. But when you're constantly leaving, when you're constantly leaving our DBs in zone, once you run through the zone, you throw you throw it to the hole in the zone. Only so much you can do with recovery speed. And to me, that's going to be the tail take because family defense lines is it's a problem. And we'll see. Isaiah lands a game time decision per Coach Simmons, and I I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I, I was listening to OG Strike Zone. Like I was listening to it, and uh, I, I I support those. I support those brothers. That's not my competition. Like I don't that. ONG Strike Zone is not my competition. That's my family. That's my family. I love when I see Kofi, Kelvin, and Brian do great things. Like that, that's that's family. I want them to win. And uh I watch their show. Just like I know sometimes they watch mine. And listen, they don't always do it, but I, I, I get notifications every once in a while. And that being stated though. Coach Simmons on their show stating that, hey, yeah, this guy's out. That guy's out. He, 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 and he gave some great detail. Like, go back and watch Coach Simmons' segment on there. It was great. It was really good. Like, you, you're going to enjoy it. And full disclosure, I am pre-recording this. I'm recording on a Wednesday because I have a cousin that plays for a popka. So I'm going to go to a popka high school football game, try to get some pictures. Um, but, yeah, so so – I try to be honest with y'all. It says live, but sorry to pop the bubble, break the third wall. I'm recording. Uh, But that being stated, like, FAMU has a great opportunity here. And the tail of tape is going to be offense. UAPB averages 29 points a game. Now, some of that is because they played schools like Virginia University of Lynchburg, Lane. Yeah. But some of it is because they play teams like Southern and Alabama AM and drop 30. Right now, you drop 30 on FAMU. That's a problem. When was the last time we scored 30 points? I'll wait. Give you a whole chance to, to look it up. It's been a minute. We've been winning in the 20s and winning ugly. Like, if. The race to 30 is real. Whoever gets 30 points in this game first, you probably win. And I got the phone back out, y'all. Yeah, no, I, I'm petty. I'm, I'm, I'm not that kind of petty, but I'm, I'm that kind of petty. I like to be right. That, that's my problem with pettiness. I like to be right. Let's see. Uh, UNC, nope, didn't score 30. Jackson State didn't, cl- didn't touch it. Uh, Alabama A&M, yes. Virginia, uh, Virginia. Valley State, sorry. FAMU scored 30 above 30 points twice this season. 
And last time was against Valley. And we all watched that Valley game. They weren't competitive. In the Alabama AM game, we tried to give that away. So honestly, if Pine Bluff hits their average points per game, they, they win this game. It's like, this is not a pushover. This is not one of those games where you just walk in there and you're like, well, we're going to put our foot in there. But you would think so. But look at the data. Follow the stats. And you'll start to see that Pine Bluff's better than we think they are. This is a homecoming team that you need to pay attention to. Don't just come in there thinking they're not bringing their band. They ain't bringing no fans. The stadium sold out. Don't do that. Score early. Score often. Because if you score early, what's going to happen is you're going to put pressure on Pine Bluff. And the pressure is going to cause mistakes. Like let, Let's just be honest. It's just like when you play 21. You play in 21, and we all play 21. And you're down 15 to like three or five or five. And there's always that one dude like, man, F this, man. I don't even want to play no way, man. But there's always that dude that's a tryhard. And you mess around, you get two tryhards on the team. And they, and they start, they link up like, bro, we're getting our tails kicked, man. We can't, we can't go out like this. We got to go out with a fight. And all of a sudden, you get one more dude. Because y'all know, five on five, it only takes really three. Three good players, and you got squad. Because you always got that try-hard dude that can't shoot. But he'll, but he'll try hard and get rebounds. Then you got that dude that can shoot and that dude that can dribble and find people. And it's always the try-hard that hits one lucky shot. But when you're trying to come back, you burn yourself out. So the next game, hey, we need about 10 minutes. We tired. If you score early, and you stay on on schedule in rhythm, you're gonna win the game. And the key, the keys to the game, sponsored by Cable Busters. Thirty five dollars gets you live sports and live TV on up to three devices. Penalties, penalties, turnovers, and staying on schedule. Those are those are the three keys to the game. Penalties because. Fam, you had 172 yards of penalties against Grambling. That was ridiculous. Granted, some of that may have been on the field. I said it once. I'll say it again. That field at Grambling was trash for us. It may not have been for everybody. They didn't have the same problem we had. But us, as for me and my people, we were falling. And it was terrible. Like, it just is what it is. Other one is special teams. Um, Special teams, you got yeah, you, you got to have a normal special teams game. But said penalties. Other one, offense has to stay on schedule. And I gave the explanation of what staying on schedule is. Staying on schedule means first down is going to be first down. You can't do anything with that. First and 10 is first and 10. I can't help that. I can F it up or I can make it better. I can F it up by getting a penalty. If I get a sticking penalty it's first and 15, I've literally just cut out a bunch of plays out of the playbook. First and 20, first and 25. I'm taking plays out of the playbook. First and five, though, because you drew it off sides. Now I've added plays. Because now, first and five, I can just run the ball. Oh, you got two yards. Who cares? It's second and three. Oh, you got two yards. It's third and one. You got a yard. First down. 
we have to limit the long drives. One of the things, go back and watch FAMU's film. And at times, it's really easy to criticize Willie Simmons. But then it's also those times where you got to go back and look and say, what's, what's, what's he dealing with? What's he cooking with? Is he cooking with the, the Bay Dye or that 99-cent seasoning? Or is he using McCormick's? Because y'all know it's a difference. McCormick don't taste the same as other stuff. And then you get Spice Island. That junk is not even fair. They, they like they they put a little extra something in their paprika to make it extra paprika. Uh, it's it that paprika be paprikan. You get that little Biden stuff. That paprika is just there for color. Ain't got no dang gum seasoning. It don't. They're like, what is paprika? Then you get the you get the 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 little spice brand. You be like, ooh, this is paprika. It tastes oh, and look. Get the smoke, get the smoke paprika. Oh my god, I'm just saying, smoke paprika is crack. Uh, but you have to stay on schedule, like create third down five and less, third and four, third and three. All those keep a, the playbook open so that Coach Simmons isn't just throwing the ball the whole game. Because part of the reason Moose's got so many throws is, well, I mean, sometimes it's the freaking scheme. We throw the ball too dang much. But sometimes it's because we put ourselves in bad predicaments due to penalties. Coach Simmons pointed out, one of the problems we're having is 10 guys will be doing something. Right. One won't. 11 guys on the field. Football is the ultimate team sport. Because if one person fails, the whole play can fail. Special teams, we saw that. Grambling scores their two touchdowns because one person fails one play, one person fails another play. That's it. Against South Carolina State, they score because one person fails. Now, I think they were put in a bad position, but I digress. Against Pine Bluff, you have to stay on schedule offensively. You have to play disciplined football. Can't get all them dumb penalties. Like the penalties, when somebody's out of bounds, look, if he wants to run his head into the freaking side of the stadium, let him do that. Just don't push him. If you look like you're going out of bounds, it's better for him to get an extra two or three yards than for you to give him 15 on a horse collar. Pick your poison. But sometimes we make it difficult. I'm just saying, those, those, those are my, really my big two. I, I gave three, but those are my big two. Like, got to cut down the penalties. Offense has to get, stay on schedule because defense is going to do what they do. FAMU's defensive line is getting penetration. And if Isaiah Lamb plays, I speculate if he's going to play. I'll be there. I think he will, but the thing is going to be, is he going to be healthy? That's a definite question. And then if he does play, what are you risking? Because the next week you got Southern, and Southern's not playing. Southern Southern might be the second best team in SWAC. And I'm not trying to ride B.J. Jones or anybody's, like, jockstrap. I'm honest. Fame, to me, doesn't look like the second best team in the SWAC. We're not consistent. We're not disciplined right now. 
Like we've regressed, but you've got to have that. You got to be disciplined on on defense, though. You got to limit the penalties. Offensively, stay on schedule, and as a team, limit penalties. We cannot be getting into fights because this guy's from Florida, he's from Daytona, and you're you're from some other Flagler in Flagler County. Y'all went to school together, and he beat you. But he went to Pine Bluff. That's back then. Keep the main thing the main thing. So those are two, really, I got three uh, big takeaways from the game or big keys to the game. Uh, you got to do those things. Also, we have to be multiple defensively. Like, defensively, we've gotten better. But offensively, we got to do the same. Like, offensively, we get so stagnant in running the shotgun. Like, I, I get tired of it. Like I purposely asked the question about the pistol because when we run the pistol, the running backs get more yards when they're running out of the shotgun. We don't, it looks like insanity because we're doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Could be me, but the game's going to be on HBCU go. Uh, if you don't have the app, it should be on your local CW or the Grio. Those are, you'll notice sometimes the games are on two channels at one time. And it's completely sold out. The I'm seeing we sell tickets for two hundred plus dollars. I love FAMU. I just spent a good sixty seventy to renew my tag. I'm not spending two hundred to sit and brag. It's special. Now I get it. This is the only game you're going to this year. That's great. But that money's not going back to fam. Like right, if it was two twenty five and the money's going back to fam, I might do it one time. And that's the key word. I might do it one time. I ain't gonna make it a habit. But yeah, the hotels are what they are. Um, friendly tips, though. Let's give you some tips going into the game from a native Tallahassee. Don't forget, you have two games going on the same day. Florida State is playing Georgia Tech and Famous Homecoming. Georgia Tech is not a bad ride. Atlanta to Tallahassee is not a bad ride, especially coming this way. They will have some fans. They will have some fans. The Florida State game starts at 12. Kickoff is at 12. Noon kick, Doak, Campbell, Doak S. Campbell Stadium. Meaning, family parade, if you're trying to go, kind of hit the let out. Traffic's going to be stupid. Also, restaurants post-game. It's our way. I, 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 I'm not even in the city. And I'm going to tell you, Full confidence is our way. Unless you go on the north side. If you go to the north side and you go to like Couches, Bayou Rouge, some of those places, there's Applebee's up there. There's a couple other spots on the north side. You might not catch that hour, but anywhere, midtown, south, all the way to the Wakala County line, it's our. Don't get too upset. Don't start cussing people out. These people are doing their job. This is a big day for them. This is a huge financial windfall for some of them. Don't, don't mess that day up by being a jerk because you're used to waiting 10 minutes. It, it, again, it's 25,000 in the stadium. It's probably another 50 outside of it, plus the 80 at Florida State. Tallahassee has an additional two to 300,000 people in the city. Probably. 
expect lines, expect delays, leave early, come with what you need. I, I, this is my family bag. This is my bag that I carry my stuff in for the games. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I packed my bag last week. I'm about to pack my daughter's bag as soon as I finish recording. Pack your bags if you haven't already left. Have your stuff ready. Have extra this, extra that. I forgot to get toothpaste, so I got to go some more toothpaste. My parents had some, so I'm not really worried. I need it for the house. But anyways, I'm just using my wife's. She's not really mad at me. But again, get whatever you need before you get there. Do not be surprised if things kind of run low, they run out. Again, FSU's got a home game with Georgia Tech, who's a regional team. ACC-wise, Georgia Tech is the most regional team to Florida State, not Miami. Miami's eight hours from Tallahassee. Atlanta's about four and a half. That is the closest team to Florida State. They're going to bring a crowd. Just saying. So don't get mad at the lines. Also, make sure leave early. Like, families kick off, I believe it's four o'clock. Don't leave your house at 3.55 and expect to get a break. Don't leave at 3.30 and expect to get a break. Because nine times out of ten, especially if it's a blowout, Florida State's going to be letting out when we're coming in. So that whole area is going to be a traffic nightmare. Downtown is going to get crazy. Friday night, Friday night, downtown is going to be stupid. Don't forget, if it's you guys downtown, get down. Like, downtown get down is going to be going on. You know, a bunch of parties going on. It's it's going to be a packed atmosphere with a lot of people, a lot of different cultures. Be prepared, y'all. Like, I can't say that enough. Be prepared for long waits. Be, pre- be prepared for moody people at times. Be prepared for a city that may not quite be ready to handle all of that. You're going to get long traffic lines in certain areas and it's really not going to clear out till you get to way south way east north or west again be prepared like i'm not telling you it's not going to be fun it's going to be fun but until you get to whatever your location is going to be it's going to be wait if you can cook cook have some food already prepared thank god i got family in town they said the mac and cheese is ready the the ribs is going to be there like i ain't got to cook this time I love cooking. I just don't have time to do it. But just expect, y'all, expect it to be a large city, a small city that's now overcrowded really quickly. So good time to be had, though, y'all. Fam, you HBCU homecoming. And, oof, let me get into one more thing before I get up out of here. Because otherwise, I'm not going to talk about it. Today, I forgot. I talked about the documentary. The uninterrupted documentary, the uninterrupted is LeBron James Company. And the title is How Family Responded to Ineligibility Claims Advocated for Change. It's on YouTube. It's a 12-minute watch, 12 minutes and some change. It's it's solid. It's solid. You get your first watch, you're not going to get answers. Your second watch is where you get answers. I, I watched it two times, and then I saw the highlights. Uh, the big highlights are it's going to talk about why the players were ineligible. And the players are telling you it's not because we didn't go to school. It's because compliance stuff wasn't done right. 
it also tells you what it costs people, especially Isaiah Land. Isaiah Land lost a money game. And he's pretty much telling you, I stayed at FAMU because I like the idea of earning it, not it being given to me. And I think Isaiah Land would have played at a larger school. I don't know if you would have seen quality snaps at Georgia, but I think he would have played. I think... Alabama AM. This is a family pod. Alabama AM had a transfer go to Florida State. Didn't sniff the field. Tore up the swack. Didn't sniff the field. It was all world. Didn't sniff the field. He was barely able to get on the field at Florida State. And Florida State's defensive line wasn't good. He 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 has now since transferred to Purdue. I'm pulling Purdue's football up. So if the computer goes a little slow, that's why. I don't think that would happen to Isaiah Land, but I think if you'd have went to a Georgia, it might have messed him up. And I see the lag a little. That's because I got Purdue's website coming up. But that's just what I see. That's what I see. Uh, just as a fan, as a person who watches sport, I think at a certain point, you kind of look over and you say, man, if I leave this, and this is sweet, what's on the other side? And in a game that was supposed to be his money game, he lost the chance to play. And then against Jackson State, he's ineffective for most of the game. And it's not his fault. It's not his fault at all. But then on the flip side of that, you see a guy like Jerry Verse at Florida State who is literally tearing it up. Like, he's probably projected to go in the first round. Like, I'm just saying. Like, now you're starting to see that, okay, that could have worked. But now, where are we at? Like, Man, my computer's acting funny. Oof. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Because I want his name that bad. I do. But again, that being stated, you're starting to see that. That hurt. And you see Xavier Smith say the players were, they weren't eligible because they weren't certified. It's of no fault of our own. It's not the athletic athlete's fault that the adults didn't do what they were supposed to do. We went to class. We got good grades. We did what we were supposed to do. And we came to FAMU for a reason, to get an education and to make the university look good. And we failed them. And then they, they point out the lack of resources, which honestly to me is a terrible recruiting angle. You can tell you continuously telling me that you don't have the same thing as somebody else. That's negative recruiting on your own end. It's like you dating a chick. And she's saying, I don't do this. Oh, okay. But then you meet another chick. She's like, oh, I do anything you want. Really? I've been dating this chick for like a couple weeks, but you'll do anything, whatever you like. You can have whatever you like. I'm going to go to the chick who gives me whatever I like. Sorry. 
I'm human. That's what these recruits are. They're hearing fam, you say, we're not, we don't have enough. And then you saw the, they gave you highlights of the UNC game. They point out the lack of resources. They also talk about financial aid. And y'all may not know, I used to work in financial aid, but I worked at Florida State. We don't know what the hell we're doing to pay you with financial aid. And it's not just the office. It's really the students. We don't understand how it works. And part of it is we don't have a firm policy that is known. Financial aid should come out the third day of classes. And that's because that's what I was taught. That's how I was trained. I was at Florida State. Financial aid comes out third day of classes. We tell them that religiously. So by the junior year, they know it's third day of class. I need to have my stuff. Where's my money? And 100% of your students didn't get their financial aid. Let's stop telling that lie. All the Florida State kids got their financial aid. The lies you tell. You don't know what you're talking about. Your friend got theirs. That's cool. Your friends just got their stuff together. But a lot of their friends ain't got their money. The athletes get taken care of. But we'll come to that in a second. Uh, but there's also no summer aid. And I find that problematic because I remember hearing BJ Bowles say, yeah, I got to take the right number of class so I get my aid. Why aren't there any scholarships? No athletic endowments. No nothing to pay for these students to get summer aid. They take their nine hours of classes. Was it? Yeah, nine hours for full time during the summer. Give them a full disbursement. Pack it with grants. Keep it moving. Pack it with scholarships when you can. I'm gonna tell you that. Um, and then again, late disbursement. That's a HBCU thing. A lot of it is because we don't fill out our stuff on time though. Like, if you're listening to this now, your kid's in college, you need to fill out a FAFSA. Even if you don't think they're going to get any money, fill out the FAFSA. If you've already filled it out, leave it alone. Don't go updating the FAFSA, because when you update the FAFSA, you used to reset the clock. I don't know it anymore. It's been a good seven, eight years that I worked in financial aid. If your FAFSA's fine, leave it alone. Because then you're going to get selected for verification. And that's the thing that slows up a lot of our students, too. A lot of our students don't realize that because they, a large amount of them, are going to get selected to verify that their financial income information is correct. That's going to slow up their aid. When you wait to get them documents in, they can't release the money. So that's another thing. Like, But I digress. We lack academic advisors. They had one advisor for the whole team. And Jose was like, yeah, my last school had five. You should at least have three. Like, you can't give me three, one for offense, one for defense, one for special teams, at the least three. Like, come on. Um, and then, but family has a history of protesting. Like, protesting is in our blood. Like, you have the bus boycott in Tallahassee. You also have sit-ins in Tallahassee that were led by family students. And at times, FSU students helped and would participate as well. And then you got Larry Robinson at the end saying, hey, we're going to add five compliance persons. We're going to work on something with lodging and meal plans. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I'm going to put it on wax. FAMU Athletics needs an athletic village. 
period. If you have an athletic village, you don't have to worry about meal plans because guess what? You give them a lanyard or something, a code, they get into the, the athletic village, there's food there. They don't have to do no BS meal plan. Don't have the food on the first floor because the food's on the first floor. All those people going to walk by smelling it smells good. Put that beast on, put that beast on like third floor. So that way, as soon as they walk in, have a receptionist. I can help you. What do you need? Why are you here? Put the family athletes in the village. Family athletic village. Have a food area there. That way you don't have to be like, oh, we got to ship. No, no, no. Football, basketball, baseball, tennis, softball, athletic village. You have tutors there. Have, have an extra tutor there on site at all times. Maybe not 24-7, but from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., we have an athletic advisor for athletes, maybe two. But again, we have to start thinking like this because otherwise we're going to be frustrated that Jackson State's doing all these things. I, I, I get annoyed when I hear people say, I hate Jackson State. I don't hate Jackson State. I'm tired of them winning. I'm that. Very tired of them winning. I'm tired of them being able to talk trash. I'm tired of them having an upper hand. But guess what? They have a visionary athletic director. And they have a visionary football coach. They deserve it. If you don't like it, stop them. Beat them. That's why a lot of us wanted them to lose to Campbell. It wasn't because you just hated Jackson State. You're just tired of them talking junk. Just wanted to have a little, little humble pie. I know in my case, I didn't care. I was like, I don't, I'm, I was picking Campbell because honestly, our tra- HBCU's track record. It wasn't even because of the other stuff. It was like, oh no. So, but those are the, the big takeaways from that, y'all. We've run long, approaching the hour, but it's a homecoming episode. And I got a little something in my cup. It ain't whiskey, so it's definitely wine. But Big shout out to HBCU Digital Network. Thank y'all for being the home place and the house home of the Fangs Up podcast. Also, big shout out to Cable Busters as for your sponsorship for the low, low price of $35. You can get three, three devices with live sports and live TV. And the Black Techies, Herb Seward, Appreciate what you're doing. Great dude over there. He's getting ready for basketball season. Don't say anything about basketball near her right now because he's ready. He's itching at the bit to get to. He's so excited. Uh, and I'm glad for him. But as always, y'all, I will look forward to seeing you. I will be on the highest of seven. Let me get there early. So if you see me out and about, I'll be out um, taking pictures, trying to get some content up until before kickoff. So I'm actually working the game, working the game. Like, so I got an opportunity to do a little something, something different, expand my uh, horizons into other fields. So we're going to uh, continue to do that and continue to look for opportunities to be great because I want to win. I want to be great. I want to be the best. And uh, but if you see me throw a fist pump, I don't I don't really do too many daps unless I know you. But throw a fist pump, throw, say, hey, how are you doing? And uh, as always, y'all, it's going to be fangs up.